What's up? We're listening to Bayside, self-titled album. What did this guy? 2005. Okay, so check this out. One of the most unintentional emo kid things I've ever done had to do with this album. Uh, so, one of my best friends since I was eight years old, his name's Ryan Davis. He was moving. He was moving to New Mexico. And uh, we were living in McKinney. And so that was a super bummer. And uh, the night, so he was going to leave around like five or six in the morning to go to the airport. And so me, uh, my buddy Kyle, and my buddy Zach, we all wanted to go wish him goodbye. And uh, I feel like, was Jason there too? Somebody else was there, I think. Anyways, we ended up just staying up all night at my house with this album playing over and over just talking about how much we were going to miss him, you know? I mean, he was the lead singer of our band. He was our best friend. So funny. I mean, he's his his mom could ground me, my mom could ground him, and we'd listen. It was just, we were just family. And so he was moving, and we were bummed, and we just sat around in our girl pants because they didn't even make skinny jeans yet. Do you remember that? That's a thing, I think. At least it was in Texas. I don't know. Maybe somewhere else it could have been different. But there was a time when you didn't, you couldn't find skinny jeans for guys. You had to nut up and go buy some girl jeans. I remember when I bought mine, uh, I was like 15 and I went into the men's dressing room and waited. And my mom brought me like a pair. And I think the first pair she brought me, I was like, yeah, this works. And uh, I was a size seven. Um, it was just enough to sag a little bit, still feel like I was, uh, me, but, um, have the more tighter thing going on. You want to know something too? There's a direct correlation of me wearing more slim fitting clothes as a high schooler and girls being more interested in me. That's the truth. <clears throat> Cause I had a phase, uh, where you would wear the big t-shirts and stuff like that. And it's weird cause that kind of is back again, but it's different. It all goes in circles. And I still want to know who's in charge of that. Who, who's picking what we're all going to just wear. Because it's not a coincidence. Every store you go to anywhere will only have this style for a certain amount of time. And then it becomes a new thing. And then that's all you can find. And that's why I swear to God one day I'm going to learn how to make my own clothes. Um... Goodness gracious, so my band Words played our first show this last weekend, and it was a lot of fun, but man, my cardio. I knew I knew it wouldn't be up to par for what I needed it to be, but okay, so I actually surprisingly did about as expected during the show, which was Sunday. Monday, I felt like someone had beaten me to pieces with a bat. My whole back from my neck to my feet were in so much pain. My stomach was killing me. Like, you know, like, have you ever heard stories of uh, brides on their wedding night, like, just having, like, insane diarrhea because of all the stress leading up to the wedding? <clears throat> Eventually, um, once it's kind of all over, they end up just, like, for some reason, your stomach just goes, all right. Well, that was kind of happening to me Monday, but uh, I didn't even really eat much Sunday, and I didn't eat much Monday, so if you put that together, you know there was only so much that could go down, but my point is, I don't, I guess I was that stressed for that show, which is weird, man. I've been playing concerts since I was in freaking seventh grade, 
played my first one with a band called Back to ISS. It was at Fabian Middle School. And Haley was there, and she totally watched us and had no clue that that uh, little boy on the drums was going to be the father of her baby one day. How weird is that, man? Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever thought about it that cool. You know why? Because I haven't thought about it since we've had a kid. I haven't <clears throat> really put together the fact that, that the, the cool circle... That is that situation. All right. Um, so speaking of my wonderful Haley, she got like literally the same stomach bug I got this past weekend. My baby's got allergies all of a sudden and he's sniffling through the night. I stayed, I slept in the baby room last night on the guest mattress or whatever because I needed to be able to listen to him breathe, which really sucked because it sounded terrible and made me feel so sad for him. But it was better than being in the other room and not being... Because he just started sleeping on his stomach, which is also why I think he's getting bad allergies because his face is like straight down and all the sinuses are going right into his sinus cavity. And then, you know, when you wake up, and you're like... <sighs> oh. Yeah, that's happening to him. And he's learning what to do with that. It's really cute. He's starting to figure out how to go... <sighs> and he's looking at me like, is this right? And, and I'm like, yeah, man. And then he smiles. But... I'm just really bummed that uh, our family as a unit is operating at about 70%. School just started. Haley needs to be able to kick ass, you know? And I know she will. And uh, this is where teamwork, man. Teamwork makes the dream work. We're just working together. And uh, it's going to be all right. But man, I guess what it was probably is being five months into having a baby and uh, both of us having just more on our plate than we're used to. Now you're asking yourself, Johnny, aren't you just sitting alone in your house right now talking to nobody for no reason? Yes! But just let me have this, okay? Let me have it. I don't play video games. My Xbox doesn't even work anymore. I don't have a PlayStation anymore. This is how I feel like I do things with people, okay? But yeah, the show went great. Uh, let's see. Um... I had a lot of fun just getting to jump around and sing. That was new for me because I've always been like the guitar and singer. Like in uh, my punk band, United Disaster, I was just like backup yells. And then we became Realm of Refuge. Realm of Refuge. And uh, I just stayed on guitar and did background stuff. And then after that, I was in a band called Perfect Imperfect. I sang and played guitar. And then least of these I sang and played guitar. And then now here we are. Here we are. A band called Words. By the way, I didn't spend enough time on how badass this Bayside album is. Every freaking chorus is just a banger. That's what the kids say, right? Banger? I recorded this one uh, rapper one time who had a song called Bangers. And the lyrical content in the song helped me start to understand what that meant. And then I would talk to him as if I was more aware of what he was expressing. But I just listened to the words. I mean, isn't it incredible if you just listen to what people are saying? The ability to communicate with them is just so easy. But I think a lot of time we're thinking about what we're going to say instead of just listening. You know, isn't it weird that we feel insecure if we can't speak quickly on something? I'm really trying to get better at that. And what I mean by that is you're in a group of people. People are talking. Someone asks you a question. We feel the need to have to answer right away. And I'm going to try to start being like, 
Let me think on that for a minute. You know, where's what's the shame in that? Just give me a second, dude. I got nothing to prove, but I do want to make sure that I'm responding to you in a way that I think expresses how I feel. Yeah. What else do y'all want to talk about? Okay, so Haley, right? Okay, so Haley's feeling sick. We've been at 70% lately. And I just keep hearing about this Roundup. You know, that shit they're spraying all over our wheat. Uh, It helps them make more of it or something. Well, it's killing all of us. And uh, yeah, there's like class action lawsuits going on. And you know what's really terrifying is I've had just the worst stomach pains for about a month or so now. And I'm just, as soon as you have them, you notice, dude, almost everybody I talk to is doing terrible. What are we eating? Are we killing ourselves? It sure feels like it. It's just scary, man. It's just scary to uh, be like, are we all just slowly eating? I mean, what are you supposed to eat? How do I know Whole Foods is better? You know? I don't know. I just know that uh, it's considered um, whole that's how little I know. I don't know. I know there's like a whole area for funny jokes to kind of make about the whole Whole Foods type of people, but I don't even know. Are they CrossFitters? Are they hippies, hipsters? Or just people trying to be careful about what they eat? You know? Why does it have to be a thing? That's really annoying lately. So I've been reading this uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson book lately. It's uh, Selected Writings of Ralph Waldo Emerson. And... um. It's been blowing my mind, and I was like, man, this is, I really like some of the things this guy has to say. I like the way he's seeing some things, and he's explaining nature and humans and words, and it's like right down my alley lately. And how funny is it that I've had this book since 2008, seven, eight, 2008, and I've peeked at it a handful of times, but this is the first time that I've really, uh, you know what it is? It's So much of what I'm talking about in the new album, Words, this guy's talking about. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize I was doing that. And now I'm sitting here reading his book, uh, reading this book with a bunch of his writings. And I'm like, man, this guy's really, this guy's really onto something. And then uh, the guy who kind of put the books together or whatnot is uh, talking and kind of having, expanding on his thoughts about the shit that, Ralphie is saying he's like he he truly was a transcendentalist or something like that and so I was like uh what does that mean right and so then I googled it we gotta learn something we're gonna learn something we're gonna learn something what could it be we don't know yet alright hold on this course is too good I thought I All right, transcendentalism, an idealistic philosophical and social movement that developed in New England around 1836 in reaction to rationalism, influenced by Romanticism, Platonism, and Kantian philosophy. It taught that divinity pervades all nature and humanity and its members held progressive views on feminism and communal living. Ralph Waldo Emerson, how, I mean, right there, I didn't even, I had no idea. And Henry David Thoreau were central figures. So, all that to say, 
I really don't like groups sometimes, like being a, it just, it's too, uh, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is like identifying as a thing and then knowing that there's a bunch of people that identify as that is weird to me. It makes me uncomfortable. I'd rather just feel like I'm just, I'm just a dude thinking about stuff, hanging out, trying to not piss other people off and, uh, now trying to make sure my family has a wonderful life, which is so fun. Okay. So here's something you need to know if you ever want to have a family. Uh, I think this should happen to everyone. If it doesn't, sorry. But what has happened for me is just making sure that our little unit has just a great time and is learning and growing and progressing and enjoying ourselves while we're here. That's like the only thing that matters. When I, when I, when I played that show, it was my first time in years to just sing on stage with like a band. Like my, my Realm of Refuge band did a show one time and Ryan had already moved and I just sang and I kind of hated doing it. But this this time I was having so much fun. It was like uh, I didn't even realize it was a show. I was just playing on stage with my friends. And it's like the thing that just sustains me that I feel like I need to keep doing, right? And then I get home. And I just started singing my baby to sleep. And I was like, wow, this is just so much better. <laughs> I mean, it just, he was kind of looking at me and falling asleep. And I was singing and I was like, dude, you are just, I just want you to enjoy yourself. And that's the new goal. And man, it's a stressful, overwhelming, make you want to throw up kind of goal. But at least it's for someone else. So you don't, like, I, I, I have lots of goals for myself. And those are stressful. And you feel bad if you don't obtain them. But, like, there's something powerful when it's like, it needs to be for you, man. There's more. The, the fire under your britches is felt. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I've been loving this book by uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And um, I was kind of bummed when I realized this whole transcendentalism thing was something that I apparently was kind of interested in. Which is, see, doesn't that sound stupid now? It's like, how much cooler is it to just feel like you're really thinking in a, in a unique way, reading about some guy expressing thoughts, and you're like, wow, yeah, I kind of get that. And then you're thinking about it yourself, and then you, you expand on it, you're like, this is so cool. Then you find out, oh, that's just, you're, oh, you're doing this. Oh, you do that? I, I don't know. There's got to be some suppressed memory of insecurity that makes me hate most things that ever gain traction or start to... uh have a lot of people wanting to participate, you know? Uh, I had a friend, actually, this morning. He was on, on Facebook. He was uh, talking shit about podcasts, saying they're oversaturated and everyone has one. And I totally felt him on it because on the outside, yeah, totally. But what's cool, at least for me, is for once in my life, I've been able to see something that is gaining a lot of traction and a lot of people are interested in. And I've been able to partake in it and enjoy myself. For, for most of my life, if I ever saw a bunch of people get excited about anything, I said, well, F that, I don't want to be a part. And I went in a different direction. I don't know why, but that's what I did. And I just didn't get to enjoy I've it. I've played Frisbee golf maybe once in like seventh grade. I'm not doing it. I still don't want to do it. What else? Uh, paintball, I've only done a couple times. Um, let's see. What are other things that were that I that I intentionally didn't want to partake in? Uh, only went to like three parties. I didn't go to any dances. I only went to high school events that my friends were playing at. Like I went to a couple of Ryan's soccer games and a couple of Kyle's football games. But that whole just go into the game because that's where everyone's going, man. Yeah, no. I would rather be in a parking lot uh, talking with some friends. You know. Ah. <sighs> 
I miss those times and those guys. Um, but you know what? I've realized as I've gotten older, the people who were doing the things that I, they, they were having a great time too. And that was just their version of their existence here. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of things I could have enjoyed. You know who, uh, if you don't know, there's a man named TJ Collins. He plays drums in least of these. TJ's really helped me understand when it's like, dude, it's just fun. So just enjoy it. Because uh, we kind of have a similar punk rock mindset upbringing, but I've totally seen him just dive in and want to dance in public or, uh, uh, I don't know, get a cold drink that's white at a coffee shop and be okay with it. Like, you know what's really funny? Okay, so I went back to that super hipster coffee shop in Sherman, and there was this guy in front of me, and I didn't hear what he ordered, right? And I'm just waiting, and then I order, and then now we're both waiting. And then uh, the guy, the guy names his drink, and I can't remember it. It was one of those mocha, choca, frauto lot tips. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Um, hold on. Like, I a vanilla bean frappuccino, but said much like fancy, like not a Starbucks way. But uh, it was funny because the way the barista said it kind of loud, and the guy grabbed it and looked at me, and when we made eye contact, I felt him go please don't judge me for buying this drink. And I was like, dude, at my face, I tried to express back, dude, if it tastes good, enjoy it. But that feeling inside of being like, damn it, I look like a bitch. I think, uh, I think I fought that a lot growing up. Let me see. Oh, okay, so I've mentioned him, I think, twice in this podcast, so I gotta say this. My buddy Kyle, we've been best friends since we were like eight as well. Me, him, and Ryan met each other almost all at the same time. They actually met each other earlier. And then I met Ryan. And then, like, the literally the next week, he introduced me to Kyle. And then the uh, the Triforce became, you know. And uh, But Kyle it was in town moving his sister into college and had to drive right by my house and stopped by the other night, him and his mom. And they were wonderful people, and it was so exciting to see them. They got to stay for about 30, 40 minutes. It sucked. I, I did feel bad. Haley was upstairs feeling all sick, so she didn't get to hang out with us, but it was really great to see them. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Oh, my God. Okay, I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I was thinking about this this morning. That whole... When is it passion or when is it um, lack of self-control thing? It just really frustrates me, man. When you see someone... Okay, I think... Okay, there's people who are passionate about something. And when they get to a certain level of angry, that passion causes them to act out irrationally. And inappropriately sometimes. And immaturely. And honestly, unacceptable. At a certain age. You know... Uh, like you see videos of them like screaming in people's faces and like threatening or yelling and just being awful. And it's like, I get it, man. I get it. You feel it with everything within you. I felt it before. I felt that rage. It's like inside of you and it's weird and it burns and it hurts. And it's like, Aah! but, but just, we've got to communicate. We've got to be able to talk. I, it's, it's, it's something, it's an instinct in us that just wants to lash out. But that doesn't mean it's okay, you know? We have lots of instincts that aren't okay. And I really think this whole processing and just waiting a minute is going to help so many people. Uh, I'm trying to do that more. It's weird. I'm trying to learn to speak my mind more while also really, like, think about how I want to say it. 
Uh, let me read you a quote from Ralphie because this this made this just hit home for me, and I think you need to hear it. Listen to this. These guys are so good. All right, here we go. A man's power to connect his thought with its proper symbol, like uh, letters and stuff, you know, like for writing. A man's power to connect his thought with its proper symbol and so to utter it depends on the simplicity of his character that is upon his love of truth and his desire to communicate it without loss. Isn't that insane? All right, let's, let's do that one more time. A man's power to connect his thought with its proper symbol and so to utter it depends on the simplicity of his character, that is, upon his love of truth and his desire to communicate it without loss. And uh, so yeah, I want to be able to communicate better. So I'm going to maybe move a little slower, you know? <sighs> well, what else do we got? Oh, okay. Yeah, y'all want to learn? Uh, y'all want to learn something? Okay, I'm gonna do this really fast, just so this podcast doesn't need to be any longer. But I do think you need to know there was a memory transplant achieved in snails. And if you go to bbc.com/news/science-environment-44111476, you will see this article. And uh, it's from May. I had it up on my phone because I think I was going to talk about it on here and forgot. I'll do that. I'll open up articles and be like, go over that later. And then I just forget. But uh, it says, memory transfer has been at the heart of science fiction for decades, but it's becoming more like science fact. A team successfully transplanted memories by transferring a form of genetic information called RNA from one snail to another. The snails were trained to develop a defense reaction when the RNA was inserted into snails that had not undergone this process. They behaved just as if they had been sensitized. The research published in the journal eNeuro could provide new clues in the search for physical basis of memory. And then it goes on to say RNA stands for, and then it's just going to be a whole bunch of words I don't know how to say. So go check this out. It's pretty interesting. And it also gets me thinking, I can't wait until we can like take video of a situation and then... uh take someone's memory of it and see just how badly we like our immediate memories are like, like when I close my eyes and think of memories I have, like how wrong is it? That'll be really interesting to learn about. But, uh, I don't want to keep you guys any longer because there's just, I mean, what else do I have to say? Right. Okay. So I guess I should plug all my stuff. So at words band TX for, uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I think even Facebook, um, gathering my thoughts uh, is at GMT Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. HoneyGoldRecords.com for more information. Love you, bye.